What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Lasting Thoughts Podcast. I am your host, Digital Relaxation, and we are back again for another episode. Um, and before we get started, as always, if you guys enjoy what you hear, what you're going to hear, um, please be sure to share, rate this, and all of that goodness. A um, few things before I get into this. Um, one thing um, I've been thinking about, obviously, re- not rebranded, but I guess like maybe rebrand. I don't know what's the best word, but uh, finding the right way to brand myself along with my podcast. Um, like I said, the fact um, I've been thinking of changing my digital relaxation name because obviously it doesn't work as a name, but keeping it as a brand. So I don't know. I'm work. I'm gonna work on it. And if I end up changing something, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> um, second thing, um, uh, I guess this goes interchange with the second and third thing. So, um, of course, my last episode, if you did not listen to it, um, I had, um, I guess, um, Black Moriarty. Um, he's the host of Mutinous. He does a lot of comic book and technology reviews and introspective thoughts about like where he thinks things are going to go in the future with certain things and different ways to perceive them so he has a good open mind on things he don't really just let one narrative drive his focus i guess like some people like for example we talked about she hulk and how usually the general consensus was everybody didn't like she hulk but we both understood like what its overall purpose was so we was able to figure it out what made it good and what made it work compared to why people just didn't like it for the simple reasons <laughs> um so you know you could check them out and check the podcast out if you missed it, it was a pretty pretty hefty one um but because of that um i didn't get to properly celebrate um my second year of of this podcast um it was uh october i think the 21st yeah the 21st when i first uploaded my first episode so i missed that (laughs) um so yeah two years of relaxing thoughts podcast um I mean, I, I still enjoy it, hopefully. Well, I feel myself getting better at doing this compared to, like, if I go back and listen to my first episode, it's like, sounded like, well, it was kind of it was kind of a theme I was trying to do, but it, it, the quality just didn't sound too good. And, of course, since then, I changed my mic. Um, so, but I got better at it, I guess. I got more comfortable just talking because <laughs> um, I'm usually not a talking person or... Well, the thing is that I'm usually not a talkative person because there's not a lot of people I can speak to because people just don't know how to talk to me or how to hold a conversation with me. (laughs) Um, So which makes that last episode good because it was like we both understood how to like see certain things. So, yeah, got to talk to like minded people in your life. Um, so yeah, let's get started. Um, this episode, I usually always say this and end up being long, but this episode is kind of going to be short because this is going to be the review episode. There's a lot of things that, um, I'm going to talk about. So 
I'm going to keep this what I've been up to section brief because the whole episode is basically going to be what I've been up to. <laughs> um, but aside from those things, um, what else I've been up to is um, I've been honest. Uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to, like I said, this month and probably December is just going to be spending money month. Um, and I mean, obviously, usually because Christmas season and all that, but it's not even for that, too. It's also just for things I want to plan for next year so I want to get every as much as I can out the way before this year ends so and it lines up because usually you know when we get Black Friday deals and whatnot so I'm able to probably get deals on things and whatnot but also a lot of things happened and some of the things I'm going to talk about uh so yeah um I'm still well I got I gotten um everything I want because I want to upgrade my PC um so I gotten the parts that I want. So obviously I'm just gonna wait until probably Black Friday or Cyber uh, Monday or whatever, um, and see if they drop in price because it's 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 a lot. It's a lot to buy. If I just buy it right now, it's it's a hefty coin I'm spending. Um, but so yeah, hopefully the prices go down on at least some of them, if not all of them, but that time um i still want to buy more things for my home uh to decorate and whatnot still like i got nothing for the most part hanging up on my walls i want to buy more stuff on my walls more stuff to hold certain things so i can collect more things (laughs) um it's just a lot so i'm just doing a lot of planning and figuring out and seeing what to get and when to get it type stuff right now um, cause yeah, for the most part, once next year comes, that's when, um, probably going to just be saving as much as I can. And of course they doing, uh, leaf blowing outside. So if you hear that, sorry. Um, they actually woke me up, bro. Like he went literally like right to my window and just turned it on full blast. Like it wasn't like he turned it on and he slowly started walking to my, my window. So it was like maybe you know it slowly got louder so maybe i would have heard it a lot sooner but it's like he literally went to my window then turned the lead blow on full blast. i'm like bro i'm thinking <laughs> i'm thinking something going on by my window I'm like what the heck is all of that um so that that was that was a great way to wake up um but yeah um not ranted about that <laughs> um but yeah uh just trying to figure out what i'm doing what i want to spend my money on uh and prepping prepping to just do stuff in my life and constantly fighting my inner demons as i always do um i was kind of going to probably talk about this episode but i think i'm just going to leave it and just talk about all this other stuff (laughs) um and yeah um hopefully i don't think i don't know if it's gonna happen but hopefully i can get one more guest before this year ends which i mean we already almost done with november i mean not almost done but we almost done with november uh, the end of the year always goes fast and it makes people feel like the entire year was fast they're like damn like it's already almost over i'm like it's just the end of the year that's always fast and usually because of like for me personally like i said it's a lot that happens like november alone is a lot like there's been five birthdays that have passed that I like from people that I know. And there's still more before November ends. Then there's December. <laughs> so 
a lot is happening back to back. Every time, and one thing I do always notice, and I'm pretty sure this is for everyone as well, but if like if you set like a due date on anything, that's when time goes by fast. Cause now you have the anxiety and the pressure of, oh, I need to do this before it, you know, before time hits and time starts running a little bit faster. That's usually with schoolwork as well. Like you thinking like, oh, like especially uh just those classes when uh when I was in college, like they would give you like Oh, this is your assignment, and it's done by the end of the semester. And you're like, oh man, I got a few months to do this assignment. The next thing, <laughs> you're on the last week, and you didn't even start yet. Um, so, yeah, when you put dates on things, that's when time goes fast. So, unfortunately for me, there's a lot of things happening throughout the final part of the year that makes the end of the year goes by fast for me but the most majority of the year was pretty pretty decent i actually forgot i'm not even sure like i'm not even because i don't remember this year this year but i'm pretty sure i had a, a few guests this year um and i don't even remember doing all of that i thought that was last year i don't remember but yeah <laughs> um i had a few guests this year um there was that um there was my music which i started i started planning on my music last year and uh, it took me to what august no not august when did it come out I think it came out August. <laughs> um, so it took me to basically halfway through the year to get that out. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a pretty eventful year. I'll probably talk more about it on the end of the year wrap up episode again, maybe uh, the last one I did, if you didn't hear that one, um, I had a guest for that one too. That went, that was a pretty long episode as well. Um, but yeah let me see i dropped this one oh wow i got one more for november huh so i think that's three episodes in one month nice i'm looking i'm looking at my podcast release schedule right now don't mind me and i'm only gonna have two for december but does this one gonna fall close enough to the end of the year and if I do, I had to do the end of the year one on December. If I do it on next year, it's going to be, it's not going to be late, but it's going to be, it could be a new year resolution type episode. I don't know, whatever. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, right. so let's get into the review episode. I'm going to be talking. I'm going to try not to, well, some of these things are personal thoughts and some of these are I could possibly do review uh, spoilers, but I'm going to try not to spoil anything. I'm just going to try to get my opinion and my feelings and my thoughts on everything. Um, starting with the the least thing I can talk about is music. Um, the most recent thing that came out um, was Nas King's Disease 3. Um, so, a little double backstory on this um i should have wrote this down um so nas i believe this started in 2020 yeah so for, for what I, two damn i thought it was five years 
<laughs> so in two years, this man dropped four albums. Uh, and when he dropped King Disease 2, I was already concerned. I'm like, bro, like you just dropped the first one. And I think it was, he dropped them both in the same year. If I'm not, no, 29. All right. He dropped King Disease 2 and Magic in the same year. I'm like, bro, like this man dropping albums like he trying to become a rapper, like a, like like he's trying to become a new hot rapper again. I'm like, bro, like your legacy is cemented. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? So uh, he dropped four albums in the span of two years. Great albums as well. And the thing about me and Nas is aside from Illmatic and I listened to Illmatic through... I guess it's one of those because I like to listen to albums that's like I like to go back and listen to albums um, especially now that I got to the point in my life where I enjoy listening to albums more than singles um, usually used to be the other way around I used to buy albums just to listen to the single <laughs> and skip the whole album uh, but so it was one of those things that I want to go back and listen to albums that people hold as like you know these are the holy grails of albums and the thing about Illmatic, I believe Illmatic is only two days older than me, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see. Oh, no, I'm two days older than Illmatic. <laughs> um, so uh, me and Illmatic are growing up together <laughs> in a sense. Um, 94 was a good year. We had Ready to Die as well. Um, and I believe Tupac dropped... Um, what you call it? Uh, me against the world in '94. Let me see. No, he dropped in '95. Oops. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. So I only listened to not the Illmatic album because it was like one of those albums that, like, you know, you ain't heard Illmatic. You know, you don't. Are you listening to hip hop type thing? Um, so I've only listened to Elmatic. Other than that, I mean, I heard, like I said, I heard, I know the hit songs and the popular songs of Nas. Um, I was there during the Ether and Takeover beef. I remember the time. Um, I was still kind of too young, but I remember um, when I was young, um, my brother and I was walking home from school, and he usually walked with his friends and. They were saying they're debating Ether over Takeover, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> um, and at the time, I preferred Take Over because Jay Z style was more. Uh, it was more. I don't know what to call it. Like it, it fit more to the times of the early two thousands, which you know, the the flashy era and being dope and being you no. Know, styled out and having money or whatever Nas never really talked about none of that stuff <laughs> so um and I, and I like the takeover beat more than um Ether which I believe take not uh yay Kanye did uh takeover and who would have known Ron Browse did <laughs> Ether which when that, I don't know I, I know nothing about Ron Browse obviously I don't even know anything he had done leading up to Ether and after Ether besides uh, 2007 2008 where he decided that he wants to just become a rapper and that's when the auto tune thing was 
taking over and he dropped um pop champagne uh jumping out the window he did the hook on a rap money but in some of the songs he would always say ether boy i never understood why he said that and me being me i thought that because this is my first time hearing him that he's a younger artist and i'm like to know that he did the ether beat know that oh he was around a lot longer <laughs> so um yeah so despite the terrible no what do you what do you what do you call it the forest time music uh he made he dropped the ether beat which i mean it's a decent beat but not a beat that i'll rap over um and that was something that Nas also talked about in King Disease 3 about, oh, when you hear about Nas, you always hear that he picked bad, bad beats and whatever. Um, so, yeah. Um, King Disease 3. Um, great, great album. Um, and no features on it. So he it was just straight up him just going in. Um, great, great, great album. Um, I don't have... Let me see if I get the list. I know one of the songs that I like was um, First Time, uh, which the concept of the song was talking about the first time you heard Nas and the first time he heard certain rappers and stuff that got him influenced. Um, I don't know which song it was, but it was a song where he was talking and he mentioned um, <laughs> um that he was listening to, he's listening to Takeover and dissecting the bars, and then he decides to text Jay-Z and say, yo, this beef still ain't over. <laughs> oh, like, dope. Like, to have that respect and admiration for someone that, you know, at one point, well, the story of them, they was friends, and then the Takeover Ether battle happened, and then they squashed it and became cool again. It's nice to go through that journey with somebody as well to be able to live long enough to squash beef because unfortunately we got Tupac and Biggie who they were once friends and then they got into their beef and fortunately they was not able to squash it. So it was nice that Jay-Z and Nas were able to do it. Um, but um, personally, I, I also said that because uh, this there was this there was this um, running joke that every time Nas would drop something, <laughs> Jay Z would drop. Um, so I guess maybe that was one thing that he did too um, to um, to combat Jay Z dropping. <laughs> so he dropped four albums in the span of two years. But if I'm not mistaken, I believe Jay Z. Did something after King Disease one drop? I think it was a, a single or something. But he did drop something after King Disease drop to fill that theory up. <laughs> um, but I feel like Nas did the King Disease trilogy to to um, combat Jay Z's Blueprint trilogy, so that it's it's just like like I said, they you know building your legacy. So like when they both gone and whatnot, we could both talk about their music. You know their early, no reason Dow versus Illmatic, the Blueprint trilogy versus the King Disease trilogy, Ether versus Takeover. So they have a whole thing that they can you know you can they can always be competed against, of course, in a good manner. But it's it's all it's nice. Um, it's like planning ahead for longevity in your careers. Um, but yeah, um, King Disease Three. I, I was listening to it. And I almost, I got inspired 
Like I almost, I almost wanted to start doing the music again. I was like, nah, it's too soon, too soon. <laughs> um, so, but that says a lot because you no, know, it's usually rare. It's not rare, but it, it says a, it says a lot about your music to cause. This would be the second time this happened in a sense. Um, back in 2017, I dropped, I came back to rapping on top of that. Um, and I dropped um, my, my project since then. And literally like within a week or so, um, Novelist dropped his album, Cerebral Apex. And that album alone made me want to, made me want to do another album, which it took two years for that album to come, but that album that I made two years later was solely based on that I wanted to make that album because of Novelist album. So, like I said, I just recently, not recently, but recently dropped um, my Deliberation project, um, which is streaming on platforms. <laughs> um, and to hear King Disease and I already want to do another I almost wanted to do another album so that says a lot that Nas can still know what's this almost three decades later still drop music that can motivate you and inspire you like that um, so definitely check out King Disease 3 check out the whole trilogy if you want good album um, I can't say if it's best. Um, like I said, the only references I have is from Illmatic and these last four albums I heard. I have not heard an entire Nas album in between Illmatic to King Disease. <laughs> um, so I can't tell you if it's his best work, but it's definitely up there and the stuff that I heard. Um, but speaking of novelists, um, I believe on the 17th, he should be dropping his Vagabond EP. So be on the lookout for that. I'm probably going to maybe talk about it as well uh, when it comes out. <clears throat> so there's that. Um, and I don't know if Absol is dropping. He dropped. Uh, he's, he's working this single. Um, Got to do better or do better. Um, which I don't know if I talked about it, but he did come back because he first came back with um the Holland Day single um early in the year. Um, then he dropped uh shoot for the shoot for the moon or shoot for the stars something like that. He dropped the visualizer for that song, but those two songs kind of just you know he just dropped them and that was it. Then he came back with a music video for Do Better, which kind of, you know, details all of his inner demons. And which I recently found out, I didn't even notice because Abyssal is, you know, usually quiet in the public eye. But apparently um, one of the reasons why he'd been gone from music as a while was because... At one point, he almost tried to um, jump off a bridge and, you know, take his own life, Um, which is more more powerful or more meaningful that in the video, he um, depicts himself jumping off a building, um, which I believe he actually did the stunt himself. They showed the behind the scene video of him actually doing the stunt himself. Um, So... 
for him to want to recreate what was something he was really going to do in his life takes you know that's that's a form of like you know when you can finally move on from what's been really holding you down and whatnot that you can face your pain in his face and you know still move on so hopefully this is like a, hopefully this is him guarantors an album this but no nothing about it but he dropped that video then he dropped the lyric video so he's kind of this is the one that he's kind of like this is his his song right now um but hopefully we get a project and yeah <laughs> um absolutely um so moving on from music talk about some video games uh the first game um i the first game uh, I've been talking about it, um, but uh, since then I have beaten it, which is the sequel to Plague Tale Innocence, which is Plague Tale Requiem. Um, this game is, in terms of budget and whatnot, definitely is a big step up from the first game. The first game felt more like a double A AA game. This one feels more triple A. Um, it's a lot longer too <laughs> um, but good game um, great story they kind of um, well um, give a quick synopsis I guess the best I can I don't I don't know if I can give a synopsis without talking about the first one and I don't want to spoil the first one but I guess the overall story is this takes place in a, in the time of the plague or I don't know what time period this would be but this is during the plague um, alchemy and all of that is still a big thing in the times um, well it's kind of not a big thing but it's kind of like a special thing like some people like when you do certain things and people are like what the heck did you just do like oh it's alchemy <laughs> um, so it's that time period I guess if that helps um, so the thing is that I don't know how it works exactly, but um, the main character, um, her little brother, Hugo, is, I guess, cursed with something in his blood um, that's basically slowly killing him. But the thing is that as each th- the, the the plague is, you know, the rats, um, they are like basically just destroying cities and killing everybody um and they seem to respond to his blood so the whole point of basically the first two these two games is trying to fix um fix her brother but obviously different people have different motives of why they want to use his use his power um and his influence so it's trying to keep him safe and trying to heal him um, and all of that so that's basically the two games <laughs> um, that wasn't probably the best telling I can tell but yeah um, but great game um, the first game was more stealth heavy um, the main character is Amicia I believe it's her name um, she, she the, her only I want to say, well, yeah, her only form of combat, in a sense, is the sling she used, which, um, I mean, not technically a slingshot, but it's like, it's like 
having a slingshot, but it's one handed, like you toss it and you aim where you want it to hit. <laughs> um, but she uses a sling and, you know, like I said, some alchemy. But for the most part, in the first game, she wasn't too deadly towards people um if they had helmets on you know it's automatically she can't do nothing to them so you would have to use the environment or to either sneak by or um let the rats take them with which the rats are they they don't go towards any form of light any source of light so using fire is a big thing so usually some guards would do like patrols at the night and they will be walking around with a torch and you can knock the torch out their hand or extinguish the fire and the rats will just jump right on them um so in this game she's gotten a little bit more combat um but she's still not too like they don't overpower her like she's still like you know because she's not like she she's a she's not a big built girl she's still like in her i don't know if i was to give a good age uh i'll probably say the the oldest she would be would probably be 18 maybe um she's she's a skinny built um teen so she's not just knocking dudes down like it's nothing but um, like i said they don't have a helmet on the sling is knocking them down but other than that if they have big armor or whatever you gotta find weak spots or like i said use the environment around them to bypass them or just completely just go past them um and yeah great game great story i don't want to spoil anything um fortunately uh the first game, the way I played the I played them two games were on the Game Pass. Um, but since the sequel came out, they took the first game out from the Game Pass. So you would have to buy the first game if you not did not play it yet. And if you do have an Xbox and own the Game Pass, well, I guess the PC as well, and you own the Game Pass, you can play the sequel right now on the Game Pass for free. Um, so, yeah, check it out if you haven't played it. It's a good game. Good story good change of pace like i said i've been getting tired of playing the same old game uh which is funny well, speaking of that um because i'm gonna touch on it lightly um apex did drop um and the last time i did talk about apex was um i talked about the new character that was coming out and uh, and all of that so since that character came out and the new map came out um first impressions i do not like that map at all um it's terrible <laughs> uh not to say i haven't been doing my thing but i just don't like the map at all it doesn't work at all for me personally um it, it's just too much it's either it's three things that happens in the game that it usually happens in every game but it happens a lot in this game three things happen you go the entire game without finding a single team because the map is so huge and everybody's on the other side of the map um two everybody is sniping you from 10 miles away because the map is so huge and you are always stuck in a spot where if you go behind one wall somebody got another angle and you sniping from another spot uh, it's annoying the next thing that happens is for some reason the entire lobby will go to the same exact spot once you start a fight uh, i can't tell you how many times i 
me and my team done fought like four teams in a row because everyone just kept on going to the same spot and it's like annoying and because of the whole rank system too again like you sit there and fight like four teams and you do all of that and then you lose only to find out that you probably only got like one point <laughs> of, of RP I'm like bro it's like not worth it so I don't like the map uh, the new uh, new legend catalyst they cool um, they alright <laughs> Um, I don't want to say they OP, but they can be OP if you know how to use them. But other than that, they're they're decent. Um, won't completely complain about them at all. Um, but they are right. Um, one of the abilities is the passive ability is they can reinforce doors, or if there's a door broken off, they can put whoever this black goo substance they have as a door holder um, which will take more time to break it down if you're trying to get inside and then you can which I have seen happen that if you have a team that's in a building you can lock them inside in a sense basically and just try to trap them so you can get the job on them Um, another ability that they throw these projectiles where it's like a black goo on the floor and you get close to it it will expand up into spikes and hurt you and slow you down if you can step into it but it can be destroyed if you shoot like the source of its energy um i didn't know that would be a thing i saw so i thought they might be op if there's no way around it but since there is a way around it it's not bad and their O is they just throw a giant wall of the black goo substance and you know it blocks your view if you go through it you go who if the enemy goes through it they basically you know they slow down they can't see nothing so people um who has that person on their team use it as a way to like shift between the walls to get shots on you and hide back and cover essentially they like a freaking fortnite character <laughs> um but yeah so eh whatever it's all right don't care too much about it um but the next game which i, th- I mean I, I did say th- this was a game i was anticipating but I, I forgot that was coming out so soon like i said so much was happening this year man well this month um and we only halfway through the month bro <laughs> this king disease dropped this next thing I'm about to talk about i'm about to talk about dropping two more things i'm gonna talk about job in the span of this month and <laughs> we only halfway through it all right um sonic frontiers the latest installment of the sonic franchise <clears throat> um when this game was first revealed a lot it was mixed slash negative reviews because ign didn't know how to properly showcase the game um and some of that also falls on sega for us you know they because you know we would see they we would assume that they seen the trailer and they were like IGN was like oh hey you think we should put this out and they saw it and they're like yeah go ahead and no it wasn't it wasn't a good representation of the game so a lot of people wasn't sure about the game like I said Sonic has a a very up and down track list it's very hit or miss but when like if it misses it misses badly if it hits it hits decently like as of late um so people wasn't sure but then people like 
who had early hands time on it from certain expos played it they're like don't let that trailer fool you it's actually a pretty decent game um and i haven't played a sonic game granted sonic is one of my favorite franchises ever but i'm like very biased to like three specific games of the sonic franchise which i made a whole youtube video talking about them um but i played unleashed a little bit i never owned it um i recently um got generations because it was on sale <clears throat> um and i played mania which i don't i don't, I don't really like 2d sonic but i played it I, I got it on the switch um and i think i got it on my pc for free as well but i just didn't play it <laughs> um what else came out um i didn't play none of the gimmick ones that came out like on the wii and whatever like the knights or whatever i did not play colors not the remade version either i didn't play forces i didn't play um boom which i believe that was a wii u exclusive if i'm not mistaken i don't remember um so yeah i haven't really played like sonic games like that beside the older ones so I wanted to get into this one, no hearing that it was open world. I was like, alright, I might you know, let's get it. I haven't played Sonic in a while. I missed the franchise. The movie's been good too, so had hope. So got the game, started playing it. I am currently towards the end of the game, so I can't give a full, full <laughs> review about it. Um but couple of things. Um I guess I'll get out the somewhat negative first um the first thing is the open world um when you first start playing the game it feels like you're just thrown into which i mean technically that's what happens in the storyline just the way the game starts is, is sonic amy and tails just on the tornado um which is the plane that um tails fly they just flying around chilling and they just get sucked into this dimension or whatever um and basically that's it you're playing in this perspective of sonic being introduced into this new world so you're exploring this new world that sonic would be exploring it too so it makes sense why you feel like you're kind of just thrown into the game <laughs> um like there's no real like eggman made a, a a brief appearance in the beginning as well but his like you know usually when eggman do something in the beginning like it's, it's made obvious why we need to play the game like Sonic Adventure 1 we fight chaos in the beginning of the game but then Eggman comes and shows and he's like oh no Eggman talks about chaos as if he knows what chaos is and like this oh so this is Eggman doing alright we need to stop chaos and Eggman um, Sonic Heroes you get the the flyer that Eggman is trying to conquer the world, even though that was actually a um, trap by Metal Sonic, who just wanted to collect everyone's data. Um, but we thought, like, oh, Eggman is doing something again. Let's stop him. And everybody else had their own storylines, too, of why they did the story. So this game was like, oh, we just chilling. Eggman gets trapped in the cyber world. You get trapped in the cyber world, but you don't meet Eggman until, like, where I'm at in the game, honestly, is <laughs> the first time Eggman and Sonic actually cross path in the game, which, like I said, I'm towards the end of the game now. Um, but 
Yeah, so you're just in a new world, no understanding what's going on. This little this little avatar keeps speaking to you and she's being very vague and cryptic, so you're not understanding what's going on. And you get a bunch of like glimpses and flashbacks of of what has happened to this world because the world looking very like ancient, but it's you know dead and no there's nothing going on there's nobody around it's just taken over by these machines um so we're trying to understand what's going on so that might be a bad thing but like i said once you understand that that's technically i guess the whole purpose of what you're supposed to be feeling in the game then it's not that bad because when I first, well, when I first, I made the mistake kind of playing the game. When I first played the game, I was kind of tired. Um, so I was like, eh, this open world feels kind of empty. I don't like it. They should have just stuck with doing level by level. <laughs> um, but then the next day after I woke up and I got um, had energy, I'm like, oh, it's actually a pretty good game. So yeah, the game is good. I enjoy the game a lot. Um, so the way the game works is it does the the typical open world stuff you got to find like these certain points that will open the map up so you can see where to go um you got certain um there's different maps too um so you are in the game in one part of the map and then once you do everything you need to do in that map you go to another map um so it's like very mission base in the sense of going across the map you have a reason to be going across the map um some of it doesn't require you hit the leaf blowers again some of it don't require you to do levels like some of it like is you're out and about and you fight certain mini bosses in the game and you get certain thing items from them so that you can use the items to retrieve a chaos emerald or something so it, it all makes sense is it keeps you busy it's a good game um then they have um the specific levels that's you know the typical traditional sonic levels um you run to the end goal but they give you like four um four uh missions in a sense to do so one of them is beating the level in a certain time um collecting a certain amount of coins when you beat the game uh, collecting these the red rings which I believe those came in I don't know when they I think uh, when did those first came into the game into the Sonic game I think they were in generations I'm not sure um I want to think of an equivalent way to say that I think Mario introduced something like that too where they had the red coins or something like that as well um and then the other one is just being the level yeah <laughs> those are usually those are usually the four same goals but some of them vary like one of them is beat the game with 30 coins the other one beat the game with 80 coins so that one varies um the time varies if the level is a long one be, <laughs> um or if it's a short one they want you to be even shorter so that's mainly it um but one thing that I noticed about this game and that I is probably my biggest praise point is the characters. Um, I was confused at first because, you know, usually, you know, when they cast new people to do the voice acting of certain characters that you've grown to love, especially as old as Sonic, like, yeah, you used to hear him a certain way, like from video games, even in the Sonic X anime, he usually sounds a certain way. So... 
this game, I'm like, this man voice sounding deeper. He sounds more older. Everybody sounds more older. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I like this casting at first. And then as you actually like sit there and play the game and listen to the dialogue and how they talk to each other, I'm like, oh, these are little, these are technically the characters we like grown up with, but they grown up too. Um, they even reference a lot of the previous game, which I guess this kind of this kind of canonize a lot of games i guess in this this franchise well in this specific game so if you wasn't sure on how like because like i said I, I always put um the sonic adventure games sonic adventure 2 sonic heroes uh shout out the hedgehog and sonic 06 as one story and everything that came after it is a different timeline but um, this game kind of confirms that everything that happened after that game actually happens in the same timeline as well because they reference Sonic Adventure 1 then they 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 even reference Sonic Forces so um, all of that is happening in the same timeline um, but the first time I got it because the first character that you have to save from the cyber world is Amy and that was the biggest change because you literally see how their relationship has grown from Amy always obsessing over Sonic and you know Sonic is everything too they both just talk to each other like they are great friends and have a great understanding of each other and they respect each other I'm like bro like they man mature now like Sonic don't like Amy does not even she does not really trip over Sonic not even once she only shows care about Sonic if it looks like he's like struggling but once he's like reassures her that he's good then she's like alright you good then <laughs> but she doesn't like trip over Sonic at all um they she even made a mention that like she has she wants to do something once she gets out of the cyber world and she say that if it means that she has to be away from Sonic um so be it but she feels like she has to do something like bruh like she's willingly saying that she needs she wants to do something and if it means that she can't be with sonic for the moment she's she's with it i'm like damn so these are definitely the characters that like you you if you played like if you've been playing the sonic franchise you like these are the grown-up version of these characters like you've seen how they were when you first played the old sonic games to see how they act now so it's a it's a very very great game very great characters um development um and like i'm almost done with it but i i recommend it still um it's a good game especially like i said change the pace stop playing the same games over change you know play something different so sonic frontiers good um all right um that's it for video games uh going into the film section um this one this one is gonna be a short uh review but like i said i like to go back and watch older movies and this was um it was it was free on the youtube thing because i got uh the premium youtube um so uh, why not i'll watch it which is the first mask i haven't seen the first mask since i was I don't even know since I was a kid <laughs> um but the the like story has been always been fresh in my mind to the point where you don't need to watch it like it's still in your mind it's still like a good impression um but I decided to watch it again um just to see like how it holds up um and still a great movie man still a great movie <laughs> 
um the second one we ain't gonna talk about that one though <laughs> but the, the first one's a good movie um has some subtle darkness to it which is i don't know because you know jim carrey you don't really think of dark stuff but it was a subtle darkness it wasn't like over the top whatever but it was it was there um but yeah i don't know i don't want to talk too much about it but it's a good movie (laughs) um so one of the first movies that have came out this month that i've been anticipating and um excited for was one piece film red um from the popular manga anime one piece um what movie is this is this what the 13th movie maybe let me see uh, I think it might be more than that. Which movie is this? They're not telling me. Uh, fifteenth movie. Okay, this is the fifteenth One Piece movie. Um, this may be the second. A One Piece movie to go into America theaters, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think Film Z was in America theaters. I think it actually was, actually. But I think it, was, it wasn't, it was like, common. Like, certain, like, only a select few theaters were probably showing it. Um, but this one, because this one was promoted heavy um, as, like, even like um the the creator of one piece because usually the creator of the anime or the manga when the movies come out usually sometimes they have small roles in it <laughs> like mainly just approving the story um but he has a role in actually making this one and helping making this one so this one was getting a lot of focus but yeah film red um the film is about the character uta who is the daughter of Shanks, um, which if you're not a fan of One Piece, all these names don't mean nothing to you. <laughs> um, but basically she has, she's a, she's a, um, uh, I guess the equivalent in this movie um, as being the idol single, uh, idol singer. <laughs> so that's her thing. And she wants to know, make, the world a better place through her music and you know i won't spoil but you know things get shifty towards the um, the mid middle of the movie um great movie um the thing about this movie which i probably feel some people might not like about it this is a musical movie because obviously she's an idol singer so there's gonna be times a few times she breaks into songs mid movie (laughs) um which for some people maybe that kills the tension but i think it's good it helps tells the story too and gives the emotion of how the character is feeling in the time of the song like this is not a movie where luffy is the main dude and he we try to figure out what he's gonna do this is about her um even Luffy understood that he knows that this is not no he's not going to be the end all be all to helping the situation 
um he understood he like he understands his role in this movie which is great which is also makes luffy <laughs> all right i say this before i say it again i don't know well, i don't know if i said it but luffy is probably the the greatest created anime character ever um um, because like I said if you look at Luffy and people look at him on the surface level they might just think he's just a, a Goku copy because of his silliness but nah this man is like because he knows he knows how to play his role he knows when things are important to other people he knows when to care for other people when to fight for other people it's like that instinct feeling that he has of empathy that's what makes him great like he can empathize with just about everybody and that's what makes him a great character because he's not just one dimensional he can relate to just about anyone if it's like if he understands your pain and understands your feelings but the thing about but the also thing about luffy is one thing that he's big on is freedom and he feels like yo even if it's like like if it's mental freedom emotional freedom literal freedom like if it's anything that's shackling you down he's willing to do what it takes to help you get free of that um and i don't know who doing that (laughs) um but yes great movie um my favorite one piece movie still is the sixth movie um anybody who's a fan of one piece and seen that movie probably would know why that's the most out there movie in the one piece franchise um but this one is great um this one has more depth than the last movie the last movie was a big all out you know it was just a big cast of people just going crazy and wilding out it was a great spectacle um but this one had more depth to it it's a i personally it's like this is a tragic story for me um pretty it's pretty sad and dark once you understand everything that's happening like everything that's with one piece (laughs) don't let the surface stuff fool you (laughs) um but yeah the next thing to come out and the last thing for me to talk about is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It also came out. Um, <sighs> short response to this movie. Um, I say this was probably this is definitely the best in phase four. Um, definitely top five in my favorite marvel mcu movie this movie was almost perfect if it wasn't for them doing too much of the of a certain storyline i don't want to spoil too much but they kept on putting a certain storyline into the movie which it was cool a couple of times but then it kept on showing them like it kind of i don't care (laughs) so um and what i mean by like these being a great movie is because i talked about it we talked about it in the last episode about how some of these movies are just like trailers to another movie um black panther 2 can be watched without the mcu if that makes sense um you can solely watch this movie as a standalone film and not have to care too much about what happened before and what's going to happen in the future this is it's a it's its own thing the only thing obviously that matters is you know the death of t'challa which you know because of chadwick boldman passing 
that played a big role and what you need to know going into this movie. But other than that, in terms of the MCU storylines and whatnot, for the most part, you really do not need to know what happened beforehand. There's some things you have to know, like, oh, certain people were like, oh, where were you when this happened type thing? But it wasn't it wasn't big. It was just a subtle. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a simple one word answer type thing. So it wasn't too big, um, but great movie, great story, great cast, great villain, if you want to. You know, you know those things. Uh, Namor. Well, he's Namor, but using the the way that he was it was spoken um, is pronounced Namor in this movie. Um, it's, it's, it was just a good movie overall. Like I said, I don't want to spoil nothing. I don't want to talk too much about it. If you may not see this movie, go watch it. Definitely up there and. MCU films and definitely the best one in phase four. If I was to break down phase four, well, the ones that I care about would be this movie, um, Doctor Strange, and Shang-Chi. Those are my three movies of this phase. And I know there's Spider-Man as well, but... Uh, you know how I feel about that movie. I don't even know if Spider-Man is Spider-Man Phase Four, the the last one that came out. But that one, it was cool. But like I said, the problem, uh, the my, I have my problems. It's not because I want to pick on them. It's just because of storytelling and what you can tell in a story. Is like like I said, like everything that Tom Holland Spider-Man been going through with all his films. And like I said, it's not trying to be like a nostalgia thing, but it's like everything that he's been going through in all these films been perfectly told in the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Like just about almost everything was kind of told in the first Spider-Man movie that was in like almost all of the the, the Tom Holland movies. So it's like I, like for, it took him too long. <laughs> The fact that's one, the fact that one, it took him too long to understand how important it is for him to be Spider Man, and two, the fact that it took other Spider Men to tell him how important it is to be Spider Man, and that's where it's like, uh, it's a cool movie, but is it a great Spider Man movie by itself? Not, not for me personally, no. Um. And that's how I connect, and that's where being a part of the MCU either hurts or helps your movie. Like being part of the MCU, it kind of helps the movie, but also it hurts the movie because because of everything that's going on. Spider Man is not the only focus. So what happens in Spider Man movie is just a small, small, you know, drop in the water to everything that's going on in the whole multiverse of everything that's going on leading up to secret wars <laughs> so yeah but like i said black panther like being part of the mcu being the black panther 2 being part of the mcu only helps it but with it not being part of the mcu is just fine because it's a great movie without the MCU but since it's also in the MCU it helps it because it introduced a couple of things in the movie which I'm not going to say one of them but obviously the other one introduces you know 
the Black Panther, which uh, this is not technically a spoiler because it's been in the trailers, but you know we have the past, the passing of the next Black Panther mantle of who takes it up. So that's that. Um, but yeah, Black Panther two, great movie. Like I said, almost perfect if it wasn't for putting in certain storylines that don't need to be put in too much because <laughs> I didn't care too much about it, and I. Uh, like I said, I don't want to spoil, but it's a character in the movie who's who's been in the other, like she's been in the other shows and the other movies as well. Like, uh, I don't like, I don't like that character type. It's not so much her. It's, I don't like that character type. There's certain character types I don't like, like certain things I don't like in shonen anime. I don't like. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, but that's it. Um, that's all I'm going to talk about for today. Um, and yeah, it's getting chilly out there now. Um, like last week was like, I guess the last week of heat. Like it was hitting 70s last week, but now it's getting cold. So bundle up out there. Um, and yeah, um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, like I said, uh, please be sure to share this, rate it all that good stuff i'm still gonna try to work on how to fix my branding and try to rebuild this or build it up so like i said i do want to be more i don't know involved with whoever do listen to this podcast um but i need to figure things out more so it's gonna take some time two years but it's (laughs) still gonna take some time um bear with me hope you guys still just enjoy this as always um yeah um, but yeah, until next time, hope you guys have a great day, a great week. I'm going to go finish Sonic and yeah, peace.